I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Down the blind, Andrew John. Inside for Elba. Elba will score. Elba will score. Newcastle and one. G'day guys, welcome back to the Rugby League Guru Podcast. Going to do our Round 6 Supercoast Draft Review. Our side talk about how we went this week and how we're shaping up heading into next week and just the season in general. We do this every week to give you guys an update on how our draft team is going. And so that if you don't play draft, you can sort of get a vibe of how the season uh, sort of plays out. So uh, we had a win last week. We got very lucky, very, very lucky. Probably didn't uh, deserve to win, uh, but we had a few things fall our way. And, you know, the week before that, I thought I was very unlucky to lose. So uh, these things happen, you know, they go both ways, but no doubt about it. I was lucky to win this weekend uh, off the back of a pretty poor captain choice by me in hindsight. Um, but yeah, I, I got pretty lucky this weekend. So we will take those W's. Uh, I'll talk about Teamless Tuesday. Yes, yeah, so we had a couple of L's come our way. A few that um, I sort of anticipated, a few that I didn't. And there's one more that's sort of sitting in the balance that could really fist me uh, if that one doesn't fall my way. But we'll get to that in a minute. So we had Kurt this weekend. Uh he obviously, he drafted Tommy Turbo. He had number one pick overall. So whenever you get to play the guy with Tommy Turbo whilst he's injured, uh, that is a huge W, and I thought I would absolutely shit in, to be perfectly honest with you. Uh, but it was a lot closer than what I anticipated. Uh, he had a couple of injuries as well. A few other guys pulled out. I think Connor Watson pulled out throughout the weekend. So I was really confident the whole weekend I was going to win this, and then I uh, went with my captain option, which wasn't a great choice, which made this one a lot closer uh, than what it probably should have been. But that's on me at the end of the day. I ended up going Isaac Targo as my captain against the Brisbane Broncos. Uh, he only scored 53, and if you remember that game, he got a penalty try on the last play of the game off a kick. So without that 17, I actually would have lost. So, And it's funny because the guy that pushed him in the back was, of course, Katoni Staggs, who is also on my team. So very, very lucky to get away with that one. Uh, I had Brad Schneider on Thursday night, came up with 53. Scotty Drinkwater with a 43. I had uh, Drinkwater as my vice captain. 
captain, hoping he would do a little bit better than that. Uh, hopefully, he's done enough to hold on to that fullback spot, the hammer. He has been named this weekend on the extended. Uh, so I need to keep an eye on that one because if Drinkwater falls out of this side... A, uh, a pretty average teamless Tuesday turns into a fucking disaster for me. Schneider, you've obviously got Jamal Fogarty on his way back soon. The Raiders aren't winning games of football. Uh, so I'm a little bit nervous about both of my halves there. And this was my punt the entire season. I didn't go heavy on halves. I went really late on them. I have got Ilias, who's coming into his own, but he's not really scoring those points you would like him to score at the moment. Hopefully, he keeps improving and he can become a consistent guy for me. But I really need Schneider and Drinkwater to stay in these sides. Schneider... I think there's a world where he could hold on to that seven jersey, but I think they are lacking direction. The worse they go, the closer Ricky Stewart is to bringing back Jamal Fogarty. Uh, Drinkwater's the key for me. I really need him to hold on to that fullback spot for the North Queensland Cowboys. I would keep him there, but I'm obviously very biased. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see where he plays Hammer when he does return. The hard thing is that no one else in that back line is playing poorly enough to drop them for the Hammer. Uh, so yeah, interesting times there. My Canterbury boys, uh, Max King got a 51. I think he was on third. 30 at the end of the game, upgraded to 51, got through a heap of work, love Max King, um, just waiting for an injury in that Canterbury pack, and then all of a sudden he will become super relevant. We've already seen Tevita Pango Jr. have to move out to the edge, uh, so hopefully Max King, if there can be an injury to a Luke Thompson, a Josh Jackson, a Paul Vaughan, Max King, he will absolutely shit in. I think he could be a 60-point front row forward then. Jeremy Marshall King, he got sin-binned and still scored 62, so I love what Marshall King's doing at the moment. You know, if you take away that Simbin, all of a sudden he's on 72 and he could have played more minutes there as well. So 62 when he only played 70 minutes and he was at minus 10, um, that's incredible. So it means that essentially in 70 minutes he scored 72 points. Unbelievable for Marshall King. Um, I'm so glad that I did not draft a hooker and I waited till the wave wire to pick him up because he's been sensational for me. Uh, Ilias, he was my AE. He got 25. Uh, Targo, as I said, 53 with a penalty try in the last play to get 106 as my skipper. Once that game wasn't really going my way. I was very nervous about this weekend. I actually thought I was going to lose at that point. I uh, think about Targo is that if he would have landed that pass in the first two minutes to Taylor May, all of a sudden he's got a line break assist, he's got a try assist, and then he also put in a kick to Cleary that was about 40 centimetres uh, too deep and went dead. So that went from a try assist 12 to being, you know, minus two or minus four or whatever for an error. So a disappointing 53, which probably should have been a disappointing, what, 38 or something, uh, that could have quite easily turned into a 70 or 80 point score, and then I would have been okay. But that's the way that Supercoach goes. Target was a bad captain choice by me. I should have stuck with the other guy I was tossing up, Ola Kawatu. He was the safe play, and he absolutely brained it. He scored 92 the next day, scoring two tries. Unlucky not to score a third. Cooler, uh, he came up with 34 points, uh, got over the try line, got held up there. Um, yeah, I, I, you know, that could have quite easily been a 50 or 60 point game. I'm happy with him. Unfortunately, he hasn't been named this week. But you know what? I'm sort of happy to let Morgan Harper try and prove himself against Sifa Talakai. I think Sifa will give him an absolute bath this weekend. And I think it'll make it very hard to keep Harper in that side. So, Cooler, I'm happy to wait on him. I'm happy to be patient. I'd rather him out of the team or in Jersey 19 than in Jersey 14. Uh, that'd just be a pain in the ass AE-wise. And Dylan Walker's done so well in the 14 jersey that I don't think he's a threat to play center anymore. I think he has been in the 14. So, Cooler, I'm waiting for an injury. 
or I'm just waiting for Morgan Harper to not do his job to the standard that Des Hasler would expect, uh, and then we can see Cooler come back in. So I'm okay with that one. Pappy got 67 against the Cronulla Sharks with an injury. Happy with that. Um, you know, if he, if he wasn't injured and he was pushing up, there was a few holes that I think he would have got through usually. So more than happy with that. Didn't captain him, didn't vice-captain him or anything. I uh, just decided to leave him for this week because I thought the matchup against the Sharks uh, was a little bit too much for him, but still a 67. Aiken did his job with another 50 in the CTWs, all for that. Tupanua, a 47. I'm happy if Tupanua can just keep doing that. There will be other games where he will score tries and whatnot, so he will, he's got more upside. And Nat Butcher, I had to play him because Britton Acor is out. He's coming off the bench now, which isn't ideal, but this was always sort of the reality for Butcher, and the reality is that there will be games later in the year where he, when he plays 80 minutes on the edge and he gets those big points. If there's an injury to Angus or to Victor, or if either of them go on to play State of Origin, which I think Angus will, Victor potentially could... Uh, you'll see Nat, Nat, Nat Butcher play bigger minutes. So, And if there's injuries in the front row as well, you'll see him play bigger. So Butcher, ideally, I want him in the, in the second row like he has been the last few weeks. But he's a guy that I'm happy to hold on to, especially because I've got Tupanua. Uh, it means that if, if Tupanua gets injured or anything like that, Nat Butcher comes straight in. So regardless, I will still have a premier back rower at the Sydney Roosters, however it goes, with the upside of having two of them, which I love. So ideally, I want Butcher in the second row. There's no doubt about that. It's, it, it's an L. Uh, but overall, it's a W that I've just got Butcher and I can hold on to him for the rest of the season. And there will be those moments where he comes good and he plays big minutes and whatnot. Uh, Matty Tomoko off the bench got 36. I didn't use him. Uh, played centre for the Canberra Raiders the other day. I heard rumours that he might be out of this team now. He's held on to his spot. Jared Croker was obviously on the sideline with uh, Ricky Stewart there. So it is making me a little bit nervous, but Tomoko, he's just a guy that I pick with the right matchups. Against the Cowboys, I didn't pick him because I thought my other guys were better, and most of them were at the end of the day. Uh, But yeah, Tomoko, I I just want the... If the Canberraiders can just sort their shit out, he will be a premier centre. Whether they do or not remains to be seen. Britton Okora, he was out with COVID. He will return this week, and he will come straight into the side. Kevin Naguama played for the Sydney Roosters, scored 43. He's now out of the team. I think I'm probably going to drop Naguama, to be honest with you. Even though he's in that star-studded rooster, well, when he is in that star-studded rooster's side, everyone says, oh, score tries, do this, do that. Even with tries, he's not scoring well. Even with, you know, try assists and line break assists on the weekend, still scored 43. So, Naguama, I'll be letting him go, and I'll be stoked to be able to jump back on the wave of wire and fuck around with some guys there. Jordan Piera, when uh, when Tessie New went down, I sort of thought, beautiful, I've nailed this. Piera, he will come in on the right wing. Selwyn Cobble will go to fullback. I will have Stags and Piera. Hasn't really played out that way, as we've seen tomorrow. Martin, he's jumped into the fullback role, which is very exciting for tomorrow. It's going to be great to see him running around in the NRL once again. But a bit of an L for me there, who's been holding Jordan Pierre for a few weeks and was low-key celebrating that I'd fucking nailed it. So, reality check there. I'm probably going to drop Naguama. I just don't think it's worth holding. And my other CTWs are just unreal. I'm really not desperate uh, to keep Naguama. I'd probably rather punt on a Tomoko, who I know's got huge upside, despite not being in as good a side. Uh, Naguama, I just hate carrying guys for an entire year where you're relying on them scoring tries. And even when you put them into games, you're like, fuck, I don't know if he's going to score above 40. Um, as I said on the weekend, try assists, had a line break assist, scored 43. That's not good enough for my CTWs, despite the upside that he will have at different points throughout the year. Uh, it's a wasted bench spot that I think I can use somewhere else. And I could potentially now look to fill that spot 
with a different front row forward or a new front row forward, so I don't have to worry about my AE anymore. But I'll make that decision uh, this week, obviously. So, yeah, we scored 765 for Kurt. He scored 739, so I won this one by 25 points or so. Uh, he got desperate towards the back end of the, of the week. Uh, he captained Tom Opachik. He had Luciano Lelua and Ryan Madison. Uh, I didn't understand the Opachik pick. I understand he was going for upside, but I always thought Leilua was the guy, and I was always sort of waiting for him to swap it to Leilua. And I know that's easy to say after Leilua scored a try and whatnot, but for me, even in, on a good day where the Parramatta Eels score big, Opachik, he might score 60 or 70, which, uh, you know, I, I was happy to wear. He scored 35, he got injured, uh, but he got injured pretty late. He played the vast majority of this game. So, yeah, I, I was actually stoked when Kurt went for Tom Opachik. I thought it was the wrong call. And if he would have gone Leilua, uh, I haven't done the maths yet, but I'm pretty sure he would have beaten me. Or, yeah, I think, I, I, I think he would have just edged me out. Uh, and that would have been a loss that I probably would have deserved, to be honest with you. Uh, but, yeah, to Kurt's credit, he's missing Tom. Travojevic, he has Corey Thompson and Connor Watson on his bench, all guys that were ruled out. Ikevalu, he's carrying as well who wasn't in this side. Dale Finucane also got ruled out in this game with only six points. So as I said, very lucky to get away with this one. Uh, was unlucky to lose last week. This is the way that Supercoach works. Uh, we take the W, we move on and Kurt, once he gets Tom Travojevic back uh, I think he's going to have a pretty decent side considering he was missing his first pick and a player got six and his captain got 35 he still scored 740 which is a pretty impressive knock realistically so uh, bigger and better things come from Kurt we'll take that lucky win and we will move on to next week now when I have a look at next week for the first time I haven't had a look at it yet who have I got this week let's have a look I play Greg. Okay, now from memory, Greg has got... Who are his big guns? He's got Isaiah Papali'i, who has been in incredible form. He's been absolutely uh, braining it. Actually, I have had a look at this matchup before. I had a look at it a few weeks ago and thought, fuck... I'm playing Cody Walker and Alex Johnson in his team when they play the Tigers. So hopefully our boy Jackson Hastings, we dropped that interview this morning as well. If you want to go and have a listen to that, I highly advise it. That's from two years ago. So using hindsight, it's really interesting to see where Jacko's at now and where he's come from. Uh, but yeah, uh, Greg, he's got Cody Walker and Alex Johnson, that dynamic duo there against the West Tigers going up against David Nofaluma, who is no stranger to conceding a fair whack of points. Uh, so I'm very, very nervous about that matchup at Combank Stadium. Uh, the West Tigers, though, put in a very spirited performance the other day. Their defense was good. So fingers crossed they can keep Walker and AJ a little bit quieter uh, than what I first anticipated, then I will give myself a real shot to win this game. But still, Isaiah Papali, has got a good matchup. He takes on the Newcastle Knights up there at Newcastle. So hopefully the Knights can bounce back a little bit there. That's going to be a bit of a danger game for me. He's got Papali, Dane Gagai, and Tyson Brazil, three guys that have been in incredible form uh, to start the season. So that's one that I'll be watching very, very closely. Uh, other big players for him, Isako, Sexton, Fodawaka, Adokar, who did the Canterbury play? Uh, Adokar plays the Broncos, could score there realistically. Uh, yeah, Titans play the Cowboys, so they could put on a score there as well. Yeah, so look. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. 
Greg's team, I, I really don't rate it that highly, to be honest with you. I don't think he's uh, going to be able to win the comp this year with his team. Um, just looking at who he's on his bench. Who's he got? Twal, Totola, Burns, Croker. Yeah, so really not much doing there. Um, yeah, I don't think he's a guy that can win the comp this year. But I look at his matchups for this week. I was really confident the last two weeks that I'd be able to win. Uh, got lucky and unlucky in those two weeks. Went one-on-one. This week, I'm a little bit nervous about some of his matchups. Obviously, Walker and Papali'i, his two captain options. They've got really good games this week that uh, they could really blow it open. So, interesting week for me. Uh, Olakawatu and Britt Nakora, my two back rowers, they will play each other on Thursday night. Uh, potentially might give Olakawatu a VC. See about that. I'm probably more so looking at the next night. Katoni Staggs taking on the Canterbury Bulldogs. Brisbane at $1.55 at Suncorp Stadium. I'm going to pro- actually, you know what? I will VC Katoni Staggs there. Uh, I will VC him. And yeah, hopefully he can go big there. Marshall King and Max King hearing rumors that there's a heap of COVID going through Canterbury at the moment and they could lose a lot of players. So interesting one to watch there. Hopefully it's not either of my two boys because I don't have another hooker and I don't have another front row forward. So if it's either of them, I could be in a bit of curry this week and I might just have to uh, concede an L realistically. Uh, Scott Drinkwater takes on the Gold Coast Titans, 5.30 Saturday. Fingers crossed he does play in that one. Hammer's obviously on the extended bench. Listen to Todd Payton talk. I'm not overly convinced that he's actually going to play this weekend, but Drinky, he needs to have a big game to lock up that fullback jersey, which I desperately need him to do uh, against the Titans up there in North Queensland. I think this is a game the Cowboys should win, uh, and hopefully Drinky can stand up and have a big game. Uh, the the next player I've got is Isaac Targo, my boy, taking on the Canberra Raiders. Uh, I won't be captaining him or anything this week, but at Blue Bat Stadium, same as it was last week, to be fair, hopefully Targo can bounce back uh, for a big game there. Uh, Brad Schneider and Matty Tomoko are my two Raiders. I'll probably rest both of them. Ideally, I might have to play Tomoko, actually, in my CTWs with all my guys that are out there. Uh, so that's not ideal, but fingers crossed he can just find one attacking stat there and get me 45. I'll be happy with that. Uh, the Roosters, they play the St. George Illawarra Dragons Anzac Day Clash 4pm at the SCG. So Tupanua, he will be in my team this week. Nat Butcher will not. I'll have him on the bench. Uh, but yeah, hopefully Satili. Uh, he can do well there. It's a big game for the Sydney Roosters. Big game for the Dragons there. Dry footy helps Attili as well. His hands uh, can be a bit all over the place sometimes. So definitely helps his cause. Not overly confident he's going to go big there. But if I can get my, you know, 45 to 50 out of Satili in that game, I'll be stoked. Now, this one's where it gets interesting. The last game of the week, I've got Ewan Aitken. I'm confident he'll do a job on Melbourne and he'll score 50-odd points, just get through his work. Probably not any attacking stats coming, uh, realistically. But I'm happy if he can just get the 50 and Pappy now he's coming into this week with an ankle injury Uh, I don't know if I'm going to be able to captain him to be honest with you I would love to see Tony Staggs really stand up and deliver in this game this is where it gets tough because I've got Ola Kawatu he plays in the first game of the week Staggs in the second it means that I have to make a VC decision very early and then I have to wait the rest of the week uh, to see if Pappy plays so hopefully he does play I'm just worried about that ankle injury and if he does get ruled out late uh, it could become a bit of a pain in the ass the other thing about Nat Butcher that I'll say is that whilst he is playing, he, he's a second row and super coach. And he's not playing there. He's playing in the front row. Hopefully, uh, we can generate a bit of attention towards him getting a dual position status. That'll be unreal if he plays as a middle for the next few weeks, uh, which it looks like he will. Hopefully, he can get that dual position, which would help me out 
so fucking much, to be honest with you, especially if there is an injury in that Roosters back row at some point and he becomes a dual position front row forward to RF. Uh, but I'm probably hoping against hope there, knowing how Supercoach plays out. Uh, and yeah, we'll see what we can do on the waiver wire this week. I think we will probably drop Kevin Naguama, move him on to someone else. As it stands right now, I uh, sorry, I'll also have Lachlan Ilias. So he plays... The Tigers. I might just take Ilias just in case they do go big and Cody Walker and AJ go huge. Hopefully, Ilias can collect some points there. Not overly confident on it, but hopefully he can. It's probably better off me playing him than Schneider uh, versus the Penrith Panthers at Penrith. So, going to be a tough week for me. If I manage to get out of this one with a win, I'll be stoked, to be perfectly honest with you, considering Greg's matchups and considering mine aren't great and they're early in the week and I'm nervous about Pappy, etc., etc. A lot of layers to this. That's the thing. If I wait till you know, Monday to Captain Pappy. I'm going to have to make a decision. If he is ruled out, I'm going to have to go to Tupanua or Ewan Aiken. And I also don't have a fullback to come in and replace him either. So when you're already playing with one less front rower, uh, the risk of potentially losing Scott Drinkwater and potentially losing Ryan Pappenhausen, uh, it's huge. It could mean that I could go into this game with 10 players realistically. So uh, an interesting week. As I said, if I manage to come out of this with a win, I'll be stoked. I actually think the teams the last two weeks that I played are better than this team. Um, but I'm less confident that I'm going to win this week by matchups, which if you play Supercoach Draft in deep leagues, uh, you'll completely understand how that goes sometimes. So, yeah, it be an interesting week as it stands right now. Doing pretty well on the ladder. I think I am in the top four as far as wins and losses go. Um, where am I sitting? Just loading now. Yeah, so I'm sitting third at the moment on wins and losses uh, with a record of three and two. Uh, <laughs> Wilkie, the guy that's leading our comp, he's five and oh. I remember us all lo- lo- looking at his team on draft day and just going, what the fuck is this side? He's in some serious curry. He's managed to go, sorry, he's five and one, sorry, not, not five and oh, but he's won his last five in a row, so he lost the first game uh, and has gone undefeated since then, so a really good knock for him. Uh, overall points, the guy that's leading it, Allen, uh, he's sitting with 4,662. Two after six rounds, I've got 4,660. So only two points behind him. Uh, I obviously did get a boost from Ryan Pappenhausen, captain a couple of weeks ago, which was huge. Uh, but since then, I think I captained Pappy for 39 and I captained Targo last week for 53. So it probably all sort of evens out between my great captain decisions and my really shit ones. Uh, second overall for points, very happy with how we're traveling at the moment. Greg that I'm playing this week, he's sitting eighth, uh, and he, but he's only one. Uh, one less game than me. So uh, it'll be a good little contest this week. Very interesting one. If I do win this one, uh, that'll put me on 10 points and should lock me into the top two uh, for the next couple of weeks, I think. So yeah, interesting game this week. Not super confident. Matchups are a bit of a pain in the ass and it comes down to whether Drinkwater plays and whether Pappy plays. If both of them play and both of their teams win, which I think they will, uh, then all of a sudden I'm a little bit more confident. But as it sits now, uh, a pretty average teamless Tuesday for me could turn into a real train wreck very quickly if Pappy and if Drinkwater both drop out then I'm going to be in a bit of curry which is the absolute beauty of uh, Supercoach Draft it changes so quickly you're so high one minute then you can be so low the next and then you've got to regroup so a couple more challenges that I've got to face over the next few weeks but still very confident uh, that I've got a team that can win this draft competition Mom. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 